so I just wanted to start off by saying to the children, I think you're great. It has been such a weird, yeah, let's get the children. You're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that. It's been off and on and up and down, back and forth, hasn't it? Until we're thinking, what's going to happen now? So it's really good to say thank you to the children for being so patient with all the changes that you've been through over the last year. And we are certainly praying that COVID will end really, really soon. So I'm including you in my talk today. And I wonder if I... Do you know the song, What's in the Bag? What's in the Bag? Remember from preschool? Grace, look inside, look inside, what's in the bag? So Grace, if I pull something out of my bag now, if I come up here, you'll be able to see me better, won't you, if I stand up here. If I pull something out of my bag, can you tell me what this is? What's this from? An apple. That's my first clue. I'll just pop it there. What colour is it? Yes, it's a juicy red apple. Doesn't it look tempting? Yes. And let me see. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? Look inside, look inside. What's... Snake! A snake! Can anyone guess what I'm going to be talking about today? Why as a Yes, it could be that. That's a good, it, it, that's a good verse, but I'm not going to be speaking about that today, but it's a good idea. Anna. Yes. Oh, Matt Faye, were you going to say, well done, Anna. Were you going to say the same, Matt Faye? Aha. And what happened, Matt Faye? So, yes, we're going to read the story today. So I'm going to put Snakey just over here because he comes into the story in a minute. Thank you Poppy for lending me Snakey. So today we are going to be reading Genesis chapter 3 and I've asked Hannah and Andy whether they would help me. Andy would you mind reading the part of God because I gave you the part of Adam but then I realised it was one line which I thought was like a bit sad and actually God is, has a lot more to say so I'd love it if you could read God and I'll just read Adam I guess and, Eve, and if Hannah you could read Eve. Is that okay? Now, Genesis chapter 3. The snake, or the serpent, was clever. More clever than any other wild animal that God had made. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. And he said to the woman, Eve, Did God really say that you are not to eat from any of the trees in the garden? And the woman said, not at all. We can eat from the trees in the garden. It's only about the tree in the middle of the garden that God said, don't eat from it. Don't even touch it or you'll die. You won't die. God knows that the moment you eat from the tree, you'll see what's really going on. You'll be just like God, knowing everything. All the way from good to evil, you'll know it all. When the woman saw that the tree looked good, 
and she saw the fruit that it was very juicy and very tempting. She wanted to sink her teeth into it, I think. She realized what she would get out of it. When she ate the fruit, she'd know everything. She took and she ate the fruit and then she gave some to her husband and he also ate from the fruit. Immediately, the two of them, their eyes were opened and they saw what was really going on. They realized they didn't have any clothes on. They were naked. They sewed fig leaves together as makeshift clothing for themselves. But then they heard the sound of God strolling in the garden in the cool of the evening. And the man and the wife hid in the trees. They hid from God. God called to the man. Where are you? I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, said Adam, and I hid. God said, Who told you that you were naked? Did you just... Um, did you eat from that tree I told you not to eat from? The woman you gave me, God, as a companion, she gave me the fruit, and yes, I ate it. God said to the woman, What it is that that you have done? The serpent. He seduced me, she said, and I ate. God told the serpent, Because you've done this, you've cursed, cursed beyond all cattle and wild animals, cursed to sleep on your belly and eat dirt all your life. For I'm declaring war between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He'll wound your head and you'll wound his heel. He told the woman, I'll multiply your, your pains in childbirth. You'll give birth to your babies in pain. You'll want to please your husband, but he'll lord it over you. Because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree. Yes, carry on there. Andrew, yeah, because, you? Man, because you listened to your wife yes. and ate from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from, don't eat from this tree. The very ground is cursed because of you. Getting food from the ground will be as painful as having babies is for your wife. You'll be working in pain all your long, all your life long. The ground will sprout thorns and weeds, and you'll get food the hard way. Planting and tilling and harvesting, sweating in the fields from dawn till dusk, until you return to that ground yourself, dead and buried. For you started out as dirt, and you will end up as dirt. The man, known as Adam, named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. God made leather clothing for Adam and his wife and dressed them. And God said, The man has become like one of us, uh, capable of knowing everything, ranging from good to evil. What if he now um, should reach out and take fruit from the tree of life and eat and live forever? Never. This cannot happen. So God expelled them, which means pushed them out from the Garden of Eden and sent them to work the ground, the same dirt 
out of which they'd been made, he threw them out of the garden and stationed angel cherubim and a revolving sword of fire east of it, guarding the path to the tree of life. And so we see in that way that because Adam disobeyed God, he lost all of the beauty and the grace and the freedom that he had in the Garden of Eden. And he became, he knew he was naked, he became ashamed. And so on that day, sin entered the world. Um, and Paul has got a handout. Maybe, I don't know if you want to hand it out, Paul. Can we just have one? And the picture that Paul found, which is a, not a good idea to hand them out, Paul. Don't hand them out. We'll give them to them at the end. Not a good idea to hand them out. If I just show you the picture, we can give them to you another time. Um, I can email them to you. It's a picture of Adam. And Adam's pointing at Eve, and Eve's pointing at the serpent. And it's quite a good picture. We'll send it to you later. But the one sin I wanted to focus on today, because when sin entered the world, sin is a really big word, because it covers lots of different things. Can anyone shout out to me any things that might be sin, mistakes? Rachel, any ideas, things that might be sin? Yeah, hurting people. Barney, what's an example of a sin? Something bad, a mistake. Killing someone. Killing. Yes, Grace, not listening to your parents. Yes. Thank you for doing that. Yes, I think the parents would love to just uh, spend a moment thinking about that. Just stay there, Grace. Just stay there with that one. Let's just hold that moment. Not listening to your parents, being disrespectful. Anyone, any adults want to? To share, to shout out what they think? Pride. Pride. Lying. Lying. Stealing. Stealing. Selfishness. There are so many things, aren't there? Sin is like a big, big word. It's got three letters, it's a tiny word, but it covers a lot of things. And so today, I'm just going to look at one. And that one is called blame. Now, when I had a class, I said to the boys in my class, if you finish all your work, you can choose a song. What song would you like? And this is the song that they chose. Travis, PJ, could you help me with it? This is the song they chose. I wonder if you've heard it before. It's by the Rag and Bone Man, and it's called Human. This is what they chose. This is the song they chose, yeah, to play on, the, on YouTube. Take a look in the mirror, what do you see? Do you see it clearer, or are you deceived in what you believe? Cause I'm only human after all, I'm only human after all, don't put the blame Maybe I'm foolish, maybe 
I'm blind, thinking I can see through this and see what's behind. Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm blind. But I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Don't put the blame on me. Don't put the blame on me. Cause I'm only human, I do what I can. I'm only human, I do what I can. Don't put the blame on me. 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 So that was the song the boys in my class chose. Thank you very much, Charles and PJ, for picking that up at the drop of a hat. Very talented musicians we have in our church. Give them a clap for Travis and PJ, yes. And lovely clap for Dave, who's come to play the drum for <laughs> Thank you, Tony, for typing up the words at the last minute. So, what did Adam and Eve do when they were caught? That's the question I wanted to ask this morning. What did they do? God says to Adam, the woman you gave me as a companion. Yes, Matt Faye, sorry, you want to answer the question. What did they do? Yes, they did. Thank you. They blamed it on the snake. So first of all, Adam says, God, the woman you gave me, mm-mm. Why did you give me her? Because the woman that you gave me, she gave me the fruit and I ate it. And God then turns to Eve and says to Eve, what have you done? What have you done? And Eve says, the snake. It was him. He looks so harmless, doesn't he? Now, it doesn't mean that all snakes are evil, but Satan, who can take the shape of an angel of light, can also take the shape of a serpent. And he chose to, uh, an animal in the garden that was more clever and more crafty and more slippery and sneaky than any of the other animals. He chose the snake. Well, the snake gets in trouble for that. And so Eve says, like Matt Faye said, the snake. The snake did it. And so they're passing the buck, we call that, don't we? He did it, she did it, the snake did it. Blaming. Have you ever blamed someone else for something that you've done wrong? I have. When you have children, she did it, he did it, they did it. It wasn't me. And sometimes as parents we can hear, well, I blame the kids. Or we hear kids saying, I blame my parents. And sometimes we hear people say, I blame the Prime Minister. And then we hear, I blame China. I blame the government. I blame my boss. I blame God. That's a lot of blame being thrown around. We may blame God for the small things that go wrong or the big things that go wrong. But you know what? God can take it. Doesn't make it right. But God is sovereign and in control and yet we blame him 
for everything that goes wrong. So often we forget to thank him when things go right, but if something goes wrong, we say, it's all their fault. And that's why that song, from that point, I started thinking about blame when I heard the boys say, that's our favorite song. I'm only human. I do what I can. Don't put the blame on me. But you know what? God knows that we are human. As a father has compassion on his children, it says in Psalm 103 verse 14, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. God understands us. He knows that we get grumpy. He knows that our bodies get hungry and tired and frustrated with being kept inside, feeling locked up. He knows us better than we know ourselves. But Jesus took all of the blame on himself when he died on the cross for our sins. And that's why, children, can you look up behind me and see, Grace, what's the big thing on the wall behind me here? What's that? What's that big wooden thing? What, darling? What's the big wooden thing? Poppy, do you want to say? A cross. A cross. And why is the cross there, Poppy? What is it to remind us? What, Phoebe? To remind us about Jesus. Yes, what do we need to remember about Jesus and the cross, Phoebe? You, can you think of anything we should... Yes, who did he die for? Yes, he died to take all away all the sin of the world. But just for the people living in Bristol. Is that right? Did Jesus just die for the people living in Bristol? Everyone. Barney? No. No. Who did he die for? Everyone. Everyone in the whole entire universe. No, not just the people living in the United Kingdom? No. Australia? No. India? No. Every country? Every person on every continent? Yes. Wow. So even though Jesus was one man, who died on the cross. Can everyone do this with their hands? Can we do the cross? One man died on the cross for the whole world. Wow, one drop of Jesus's blood is enough to cleanse and purify the whole world because that's how powerful he is. Because he was an innocent sacrifice and he took all the blame all that yucky sin that we listed earlier, lying, stealing, killing, he took all of that on himself. And that's why today you have a little cross on your seat, which we were prepared three days ago and then gave it out carefully by the string, so it should be okay. The little cross which reminds us that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And you can take it home, you can either wear it round your neck as a reminder, or you can put it up in your bedroom to remind you that Jesus died on the cross. And in a moment, we're gonna have the opportunity to pray and say thank you to God for dying on the cross. The Bible says one of the first steps that we need to knowing God is to admit our own blame. So my first step to knowing Jesus was to say, dear Lord Jesus, I, have done wrong. Not my parents, not my country, not my prime minister, not my teacher. Me. 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 I have done wrong and I am truly sorry for my sin. And I ask you God to forgive me and to take away all the yuckiness in my heart. The selfishness, it's so ugly, isn't it? 
I was saying to Tony Joyler this week that I got angry and I really hated myself. It was like your voice changes and your face twists and you go, oh, I'm so angry. And it's really ugly, isn't it? And Poppy was taking a picture. She said, do your angry face. Oh. She took a picture and she was laughing because it's such a horrible face, isn't it, when we're angry? God can take all of that, our impatience, our anger, and all those twisted emotions that get so gnarled up inside us, and we can put them on Jesus. How do we do that? Sometimes I kneel down and I say, God, please forgive me. God has gone ahead of us to prepare a beautiful place in heaven where there will be no more crying, no more tears, no more COVID, no more restrictions. There will just be space, like when you're running along the beach and you're free and you run into the sea. That is what heaven will be like, a beautiful place full of freedom where we can all be together. So what do we do now? We pray. That's the end of my talk. You'll be happy to know, Barney and Poppy. So I hope you're not going to talk for long, Mum, because, you know, oh, that's the end. So we'll just pray, shall we? And you might want to hold.